Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hello there. Welcome to the Last Spin Podcast. My name is Mike. We are live here with Dylan Godino, Last yeah. Spin Editor in Chief. It's true. Such. Hi, buddy. Hi, Michael. Hey, sorry it took so long. Oh, that's okay. You know, you're hanging out. No, it's fine. I, I was able to post another story. I Cool. I, I wrote uh, another story about the Jimmy Kimmel Morrissey debacle. Which, Feud. Which, yeah, we'll talk about. Uh, so what's up, guys? Are do, you here? Do you the see podcast? us? Dylan got some wires tangled in his hair. Nice. God damn it. I wish I could see people's names. <laughs> when, you, when you guys, I, I know we should have, we should figure this out. Yeah. But when you guys comment, it, it, you don't have to. By all means, you don't have to. But if you'd like to, sign your name. Like, say, you know, comment, 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 dash Bill or John or whatever your name is. That way we can we can talk to you more effectively and not call you Ustreamer964656 because that was funny for a few times. But now it's it, the joke is, is not it's not getting it's not funny anymore okay good so they can and then they can hear they can hear us obviously because they're responding yeah to things that we're saying so that's good all right so anyway welcome to the podcast last been podcast this is episode 40 four zero yeah this and is a big deal this is a big deal uh and uh we are here live as much as we can be um we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, sir. We really do but but before we we go any further yeah. um because it's our 40th episode I uh -oh. actually prepared a poem <laughs> about you and about us together roses are red violets are blue rhyming is hard zebra <laughs> i saw that t-shirt today <laughs> that was really funny i saw a variation of that about wine yeah it was like i don't know roses are roses are red violets are blue something about you know let's get drunk i don't know i I don't know why I brought it up. So sandwich. Sandwich. And the last, the last line is wine. Because oh, okay. you're drunk. You know, I you get, get it. it. I get it. Oh, man. Boy, holy breath. Starting off with a bang. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in. So, um... What, do you want, you what want, are we talking about, You Mike? want to plug stuff first, or you just want to go right into the stuff? Let's we just got, go into yeah, stuff. we got a bunch of shit. We, I got, I got a feeling no one's plugging our, our show. Who cares? <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, the Oscars happened this past weekend and uh yeah. it was it was a whole big to do mainly because of the host seth mcfarland first time at it which um by the way i, I don't know if this was <clears throat> rumor or if this has any legs to it yeah i heard that uh he his word has come from his camp that he's one and done he's doing his he said he's not doing it again and he tweeted that yeah he's, oh, he did yeah okay. he's he's not gonna do it again i didn't i didn't see that uh i just heard i heard it yeah he tweeted i don't know exactly what he tweeted but he basically uh, said that it was nice, but it's it's you know it's not something, uh, it, you know it's not something he would he 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 wants to do again. And uh, I'm not a huge Seth MacFarlane fan. No, are you are you not a Family Guy fan then too? I'm not. No, I'm not no. really. Like I I don't get why it's so considered so hilarious. Um, and I wanted him to fail. All night, but he was really good. Really, I thought he was really good. I thought the beginning was a little long. It was four, well, it was forty five minutes before anybody got on stage. Right, anyway, but that I mean that that to me isn't his fault. The the whole bit no, with, no. With, with him and Shatner. Yeah. Holy shit! It was dragged out. Like a little too much. Give me a break. I know Who it's cares? Shatner, and Shatner's known to drag out anything. But oh, is he? Well, uh, yes, well. I am. That's the worst I, William Shatner impression ever. <laughs> That was no. like the caricature version. No, no, no. That was good. Keep okay. going. No, I'm... do the entire show that way. Yeah, fuck yourself. So yeah, that that definitely went on uh, way way too long. But yeah. uh, I think he was very. He was confident. He was very. I know this sounds stupid, but he's very articulate. He he projects well. Mm. He doesn't like stumble over his lines. He's. He's really. I, I thought he was. I thought he was really good. He's a show tune guy. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I, you know, there are a lot of people saying that he's gay. But, I mean, I don't know if that's due to the show tunes or due to his performance. I mean, uh, but a lot of people after the Oscars were talking about 
you know. What, that he was blowing guys backstage? Well, pfft, no. I No, that, it's just, it was like kind of the, the whole Hugh Jackman thing, you know, where it was like, you're, that guy's obviously gay. Oh. Yeah. Why? Because he's could sing and dance and stuff? Yeah, but he's also a little... And because he's handsome? He's also a little light in the loafers. Who? Hugh Jackman. What does that? What does that mean, though? Just, he's light. He's light in the loafers because he sings and dances. Is, is what I'm saying. Well, from what, but also from just like little rumors, like you never see him with a girl. You never. Blah, he's blah. married. Is he? Hugh Jackman is. is no, he? I'm talking about Seth. Oh, Seth. Yeah. Yeah, you see him with a. He was. He was rumored to have been dating somebody before. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't, not, like it, not like it fucking matters, but I'm just I'm just saying like that's that was that was, that kind of came out after the Oscars that that was, was something that was floating around there. That he was but, gay. Yeah. Who cares? So whatever. Who gives a shit? But then the other thing too was that yeah, like I said, he tweeted that this is one of Donnie's doing it. You right. know, he's conquering other worlds or whatever he said. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I no, I, I thought he did a good job. The uh, again the beginning numbers were a little bit long, and then I, I'm honestly, you know, everybody. Gave him the groans for the Rihanna and Chris Brown line, yeah, which was fucking stupid. And um, the, the groans were stupid. The groans were stupid. Yeah, and the also, <laughs> which was, I don't know if this was planned, but he played it off perfectly. The groans for the fucking Lincoln. He had, he had, a, he had a Lincoln assassination yeah. joke, and people groan over, and he goes, "Oh, really?" Like he like yeah. he, his reaction was better than the joke. Yeah. and actually, I thought his best joke all night was when he introduced Meryl Streep. At the very end, what did he do? He goes, "The next person needs no introduction," and then he walks right off stage. Oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah. fucking brilliant. Because, because uh, you know, the the usual the usual punchline is, the next the next person doesn't need any introduction, so we won't give him any. Here you go. Like, right. Here's the person. Like that's usually the that's the old school punchline. But he was just like, "Fuck it, I'm walking off stage." <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's a great line. I thought that was cool. And here's the other thing too. I I don't know if you got the got the sense of this. His stuff, like his, the things that he was involved in had definitely had the, the look and sound of his writers. Like mm -hmm. he, he and his writers wrote his shit. Yeah. Everything else looked terrible. Looked like they were fucking winging it up there. All the presenters, any of their written lines and shit. I know it's never good. Yeah. But no. this year, especially, holy shit. It was like they couldn't, nobody in Hollywood could fucking read yeah. that teleprompter. What the hell? I don't know. The, whoever writes for the Oscars is fucking retarded. I know Bruce <laughs> Valanche did it for a while. I don't know if he still does, but he's definitely not one of my favorites ever. Yeah. And, but the other people, you know, I actually know a couple people that actually do, and I'm telling them right now, you guys are fucking terrible. I mean, you know, they're, I, I, my guess is that they're limited in what they can do and say. But, but okay, but then don't say anything. People that are always funny, like Paul Rudd, the whole thing with Paul Rudd, yeah. that was fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> Everything, all of that shit. Yeah, Paul Rudd gets terrible. screwed. He, at the Golden Globes, I think the teleprompter stopped working when, uh, when yeah, he was presenting. Yeah. I think yeah. it was the Globes. Something, but poor, poor Paul Rudd. But yeah, it, that was just it. It was fucking awful. Um, and uh, what else? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, they kind of spread it around this this year with the with the uh, the winners. It seemed with Argo and the whole yeah, I mean, I not getting director and not even getting a nomination. Did he I, get nominated or no? He didn't even. Get no, nominated. he didn't get nominated. No, that was the big thing. He was uh, he was uh, he was winning awards left and right from every other uh, you know place that gives out awards, and he wasn't even nominated. Ben Hufleck. So yes, exactly. The funniest thing Chris Kattan ever said. <laughs> ben Hufleck. Um. So yeah. So that's that's uh. We're gonna talk a little bit more about the Oscars later as yeah. it uh, relates to this big onion uh, oh, yeah. scandal. Um, uh, but yeah. before we jump into the news, I wanted to just mention a few things uh, that's on lastman.com that you guys should definitely check out. There's a, a, an 11-minute Patton Oswalt documentary that if you are a comedy fan, you should definitely check out and watch that entire thing. We're going to play a little audio from it um, later in the show. Uh, if you're listening live, you might not be able to hear it. Mm. Uh, so we apologize in advance for that. Uh, but if you go on laughspin.com, 
you will see the Patton Oswalt 11 minutes um, documentary. Also, I wanted to point out that we have a great new interview with Hassan Minaj, who is the host of MTV's new uh, show called Philosophy. Philosophy. Get it? It's a pretty cool show. Uh, Hassan. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's for the kids. Uh, what is this, Hudsucker Proxy? Hassan, Hassan's a really cool guy. I've been uh, following his uh, career since 2009. That's when I met him. Uh, he was doing a festival in Aspen. Uh, very cool dude. Uh, has been doing really well for himself. So uh, congrats to him, and definitely check out that uh, that uh, interview on LaughSpin.com. Sweet. Uh, and all right, cool. So let's get to uh, let's get to let's get to the fucking news. Let's do it. Shall let's we? do it. Comedy news. All right. Speaking about the Oscars, the Onion controversy. Sixty-five um, percent of Laughspin Laughspin readers believe the Onion should have never apologized. Well, good for you, readers, because I tend to agree. All in all, in good jest, even with a fucking nine-year-old girl. I'll tell you why in a little bit. But yeah, let's let's tell everybody what is the story exactly here, sir. Happened. Go ahead. So, uh, so during during the uh, the broadcast of the Oscars, uh, the Onion's official Twitter feed. Um, Posted uh, something about uh, Quavangene Willis, bless you, who was who was nominated for uh, lead actress in uh, what's it called, Beasts of the Southern Wild? Is that what it's called? Sure, whatever. Something that didn't win anything. I, I didn't say it. Um, which I'm called. So uh, they basically called her a, a, a cunt. Okay. Mm, yeah. So people were incredibly outraged. Why were they outraged? Because superficially, uh, we're co they're calling a nine-year-old a cunt. Of course, uh, if you had a brain in your fucking head, you know that the Onion was was basically satirizing uh, the idea that uh, me included and Mike included. We were both live tweeting the Oscars that night. Yeah. Uh, feel entitled to just completely annihilate famous people sure uh with our words which i did <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know we they were satirizing this this kind of uh celebrity obsessed celebrity you know people that are jealous of celebrities that the, the whole culture so of course uh that didn't uh that that didn't go over well lavar burton uh tweeted calling a nine-year-old girl a cunt is not satire yeah it is uh, <laughs> yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. They weren't. She was. The, the whole point was to was to uh, uh, call this sweet, talented, perfect, nothing wrong with her girl the worst thing possible. That was the whole point. That was the whole point. If you didn't get it, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but anyway, eventually the onion. Did what they had to do, and uh, they 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 offered an apology. And uh, then what happened is uh, this this site called ThingX.com. They got it. They nailed it right. ThingX.com was launched in October of last year uh, by former staffers of The Onion. The Onion were they were based in New York, then they moved back to Chicago. A lot of the New Yorker guys stayed, and they launched this ThingX.com. And what they said, in part, uh, during their apology, was they, they weren't. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just perfect. Uh, they weren't bashing the fact that the Onion apologized, and they weren't uh, bashing the original tweet calling uh, uh, this this actress a cunt. Uh, so it reads in part. Let me take this opportunity. To, this, ugh, let me start again. Let me take this opportunity to apologize to anyone who's ever been offended by anything at any point throughout time. To be challenged in any way or made to feel an emotion that is not immediately recognizable is the worst thing in the world and something for which the incredible human gift of language should never, ever be used. We are sorry if your feelings were ever hurt about anything. <laughs> Perfect. Love so it. that's it. That's the big, and this is a fucking NPR has covered this. Every really? mainstream site has has covered this. It's slow. News news is slow now, right now. I don't know. What? All right. So so, what are your your thoughts? I mean, obviously I mean, you kind of you kind of paraphrased there. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts are you know, listen. I mean, it, it was it was satire. Did they go too far? Maybe. Right. But that's 
kind of what they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, they wouldn't have done it to uh, a, a white actress. Of course. Uh, and of course. That, you know, I think is, is, is pretty much horseshit. They say terrible things. People say terrible things about Honey Boo Boo constantly. Right. Um, which is worse because those things are probably more true. Um, but it's just it's just much ado about nothing. Like you know, it's it, it's just it's just ridiculous. And I feel horrible that the Onion had to apologize. Like that's it. This girl, she's nine years old. I get it. Yeah. It doesn't mean she's untouchable. And it's not an attack on her. No. Like, it's not an attack on her. Right. And at nine years old, if you are nominated as the best lead actress uh, in a movie, you are not a normal nine-year-old. You're a little precocious. <laughs> you probably, if you don't understand satire, you probably can be explained it very easily, and right. you will understand it. Sure. Is it going to hurt her feelings? Yes. Her parents put her in the public eye. Like that's it. Her life of her private life is over. It, it's it's up for grabs. Like you can't you can't be a, a world famous actress, which she already is at the age of nine, and then expect, especially in this day and age, uh, expect to just be, you know, just just shielded. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, and I think too that uh, you know a, a couple of years back when. I don't remember how to say her last name. Chloe Morentz. Is that her last is that her name? Yeah, Chloe, yeah, yeah. Chloe Morentz, she got a bunch of shit for saying cunts in the movie Kick Ass. Really? Yeah. Um, and she was probably ten or eleven at the time. So I'm thinking if a ten or eleven year old can say the word cunts, she can be called one. Um, and especially when she's not really being called one, right? Exactly. And even if she was, doesn't matter. Uh, I'm just all I'm saying is it matters, I mean, but it, it's. I think it. I think it matters if you're straight up calling someone a cunt. Well, but and she's uh, nine. But hold on. And there's no time out. Call to action. But time out. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't Louis C.K. call his kids those names or just as bad in his comedy act? Um, he call he definitely calls his baby an anti semite in the one or right, but then people will argue that those are his kids. He could say whatever he wants about them, and he's and he's and he's saying it from a loving, uh, from a loving great like, place. Great. In a, I'm just saying. Okay, and then you can come back and say in a meta universe we're all each other's kids. So no, <laughs> we're all no. Really... You can't you can't say that. You can't say that. No, you can't. I just did. <laughs> You're a towel. You're a, t- <laughs> you're a giraffe. Uh, yeah. I, I no. I I just I don't think that. I don't think that I, you know, especially something like this where it's the onion. If it came from CNN, okay. Yeah. Then we may have a little cause for concern. Somebody might lose their job because the onion. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Leave it alone. I I I totally agree. Yeah. Can I just say one more thing? Yes. Quavangine. Quavangine. I'm I'm just saying it because I, I taught myself how to pronounce it. And uh, I don't want to just pronounce it once. Quavangine. Yeah. Mm. You got it. All right. Let's move on. Please. <laughs> audio. Yeah, let's get into some audio. This is, um, like I said, if you are listening live, you, you might not be able to hear this. You'll be able to hear this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, great. Trevor Moore. Uh, who is one-fifth of the Whitest Kids You Know, a very funny sketch group who had a television show. They are actually on tour now. If you go to lastman.com, you get a link, uh, and you'll see this video. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you will see a video called uh, The Pope Rap, I believe it's called. It's very funny. However, uh, I wanted to play a different song from Trevor Moore. He's got an album uh, coming out. Oh, God damn it. When's it coming out? March something. It's March now. Of course it is. It's coming out soon. Go to lastman.com and you'll, and you'll find the date. Um, but this is uh, an incredibly funny song, in my opinion. Trevor Moore from The Whitest Kids You Know. God hates the tips of little baby sticks. God hates the tips of little baby sticks. So if your kid's a male, even though he'll scream 
kids you know i know they got kind of a bad rap did in, they in the well they were kind of like second class citizens when it came to sketch comedy well, because of ucb i guess i don't know i don't know the, i don't know the real reason behind i don't know it. they had a show politics. they put out an album they had a show they're on tour it was kind of funny man i really liked it i like the uh a couple of sketches where he's doing the fucking wank off motion oh yeah he's talking and he does it slowly he's like, <laughs> No, you never finish. And he's like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that was Trevor Moore. The album is called Drunk Texts to Myself. And it's out March 26th. It's out March 26th, you guys. And you heard a track from it now. Nice. You're you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, boy. Look at this, sir. What? There's, there's going to be a Super Trooper sequel. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Uh, so we're still waiting word about the uh, Arrested Devel- Development movie. We're yeah. waiting patiently and anxiously for the Anchorman 2 movie. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, while we wait for all of that, you can hear this. Super Troopers sequel happening. Right? Indeed. What's uh, is every gonna be, every, everybody gonna be back? What's the I mean? Deal? I don't I don't have uh, uh, the details. Uh, you know, the, not too much has been said about it. But Kevin Heffernan told uh, Guy Speed, my buddy there, uh, who uh, Chris. W- runs that site. Yeah. Yeah, I know Chris. We know we know Chris too. Oh, good, good, yeah. good, good. So he yeah, so he tipped me off. He's like, dude, look at this story I got, and I'm like, that is an excellent story. So um, yeah, so he said there will be a Super Trooper sequel. We put it off for a while and then came back to it. We wrote the script and handed it into Fox. And now we're just negotiating the time and the place and hopefully shoot it sometime this year. Kevin Heffernan, of course, is uh, is Farva, uh, the big big guy with the the mustache. Mm. Now, doesn't uh, 
Jay Shahandakar, is that how you pronounce his last name? I believe so. Isn't he like the director slash like leader? Quote um, unquote. I don't I don't know if he's the if he's always uh the leader. I know well I know the I guess the the other two guys like two of the guys are kind of like the main writers, I think. Yeah, I don't I don't know what and the I breakdown think, is. I think Jay does a lot of the directing. And then, um, yeah, I think something like that. Like, everybody kind of has their job. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Yeah. I just I just lump them all together as Broken yeah. Lizard. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, but, again, Jay has kind of, like, broken off and done his own thing for a little while. Yeah, he did. Uh, he worked on, I think he was behind The Baby Makers, yep. which was critically panned. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah he's done a couple of things. He's been in some movies. I know they they grabbed him for uh, a jackass stunt. Which, oh really? Which was really funny, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, he's been in a couple of other stuff. But I, yeah, I, I, this is great though. Super Troopers, I mean, was huge. And uh, and then you got, you know, Beer Fest and, and Club Dread. There was a little talk for a while there that they were gonna actually go through with Pot Fest. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't remember, hear that. I remember hearing that. Um, that was just. Uh, kind of talk here and there but then uh super troopers i mean is definitely the logical choice only because it was the most popular out of all of their movies you know kind of the cultish hit so yeah so good for them cool man that's that's awesome yeah supreme court delays decision on whether comedian vince august can keep his job as a judge this is this is yeah. this is great i love this story <laughs> Go ahead. I absolutely love the story. I've uh, I've been in touch with uh, Vince. He can't he can't talk. Uh, of course not. You know because of uh, this this thing is. So this week, uh, he was supposed to um, the Supreme Court. This went to the Supreme Court of New Jersey, uh, <laughs> the state we are in, by the way. Yeah. Um, the Su- Supreme Court of New Jersey delayed a ruling that would have established whether Vince August could keep his part-time job as a municipal judge while simultaneously working as a stand-up comedian. So here's the deal. This dude, Vince August, his real name is Vince A. Sakari. So he's a municipal judge, which basically means he's a municipal judge in this very small town. Uh, it's called South Hackensack. Not Hackensack, but South Hackensack. It's less than a square mile. Uh, he, 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 I think he sits on the bench like twice a month. He's a judge in that town? He's he's a municipal judge in that town. Just that town. Yeah. It's okay. a it's a part-time thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a lawyer and, sure. and he does uh, the the municipal judge thing. He gets paid $13,000 a year, you know, for this little part-time gig. And basically, what happened is in 2008, a state ethics board committee ruled that he could not perform both functions. He couldn't be a stand-up comedian and he couldn't uh, be a municipal judge. And then in 2010, uh, the Committee on Extrajudicial Activity supported the decision. So he's basically appealing that, and it was supposed to come to a head this week. Basically what happened was the uh, the judge said, we don't have enough information, we can't rule on anything, so everybody needs to come back and get us more information. The thing that the Ethics Committee is really pointing to is that Vince appeared on that ABC show uh, called Primetime, What Would You Do?, where it's basically, it's a social experiment show where Rich Voss was on it yeah. uh, like a few months back, where basically, so Vince played... Oh, he's on it too. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I think so. so and actually, uh, they filmed that, they filmed an episode of that like down the road. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Huh. So, so Vince played you know multiple characters you know racist bigots you know just horrible people uh and then at the end it's revealed and it's just it's a social experiment and and so they're they're trying to say that um quotes you know these these performances can quote negatively affect the dignity of the judiciary the dignity of the judiciary in south hackensack new jersey where he's like we're not talking about you know, murder and, and, and everything else. I mean, I guess that's not the point. Um, but uh, it, it's just an amazing, I mean, and it's not, everybody has picked up on the story. Like yeah. the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, NPR. Uh, everybody has picked up on the story. It's such a ridiculous waste of taxpayers' money. So I think, who's got it in for him? I don't know. Because you I, think that's it? I think, yeah. 
Because cause again, it's it's the most benign, you know, it's the most benign thing you could possibly do as a as a comedian or I'm sorry, as a judge. Yeah. You know, you're not going up there talking about cases. You know, you're obviously right. you obviously took an oath in one and not in another. Right. <laughs> so you're obviously going to abide by the rules of the one and not the other. It's the same thing as if a teacher in his part time is a stand up comic. Yeah. He's not yeah, he he might talk about shit that's going on in the classroom, but he's not gonna mention anybody by name. But you know, and he's you know, he's not gonna do anything that's gonna I should say this. He's not going to say anything that's going to cost him his job. Right. And those rules, although that they're a little less stringent than being a judge are, yeah. they're still the rules. Right. They're still the rules of you're not going to do anything that we say you can't do in order to get fired, whether they're written down or not written down. So this whole thing is just so benign. You just think that somebody out there has got it out for him and kind of reported it, you know, an anonymous tip and is now making it a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could... And the other thing is he's done... He makes sure that he doesn't talk like his comedy has nothing to do like nobody in the comedy world you know knows that he's a municipal judge and no, uh, yeah and i no, would have never have known and nobody in in fact i got an e <laughs> i got an email from a friend of mine uh who read the story who said i had no idea no i had no idea this guy was um a comedian he was my real estate attorney <laughs> that's great <laughs> and so that's it case in point he doesn't go around saying he's a comedian and uh you know it's just it's just ridiculous so who knows they i don't think they've even set a date as to when they're gonna uh you know regroup and and, and talk about this more but it's yeah. just so ridiculous yeah oh uh, all right well good luck there sir i hope i uh, hope it all works out for you because uh you know i think i think we need i think we need more people that are comedians in higher power i think uh, if the world was running by comedians a lot of things would would get settled a lot quicker the uh, the mayor of reykjavik in iceland is a comedian there you go they're the best country they're the most progressive country in the world also a lot of inbreeding going on not, oh really yeah because there's not many people that live there and they eat horse meat i don't inbreeding fine cool it, well, actually, they cool. have a service. I don't know if you knew this. No. They have a. They actually have a service. It's a dating. It's a. It's they. They parlay it into a dating service. Yeah. That you can actually look somebody up to see if you're related to them <laughs> before you <laughs> date them. That's they, awesome. Yeah, they actually have that because you know, obviously, inbreeding is is not good health wise. Yeah, so. I didn't know that they were. They're trying to. Make, they were into in, inbreeding. Yeah, and apparently a lot, there's a lot of people there that are insanely attractive. Yeah, yeah. They're so, yeah. I guess they want to keep those those handsome and gorgeous genes right. available and not you know whittle it down into <laughs> fucking. <laughs> All right, let's move on before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> Uh, so we talked about it before. Patton Oswalt's got a, a 11 minute documentary out that you can see uh, on laughspin.com and we're going to play a little bit of it for you. All right. Uh, do we want to set it up or do we just want to go into it? What's, what, what's this, this portion is, I about? Mean, this portion is about basically Patton talking about uh, uh, how he deals with depression. The first, the first few seconds are him talking about uh, depression. Yeah. Then we hear him on stage. Right. And then again, we hear him uh, kind of talking about uh, his, his experience with Therapy. Here you go. I don't think depression runs that strong in my family. Maybe it's a new variant that's cropped up in our gene pool. I'm not sure, but you know, I seem to be I seem to be the most conversant with it. Wait, <laughs> I'm looking at this these lean cuisines. And then as I'm looking at them, Toto's Africa started playing on the <laughs> music. I and in that moment I have never in my life felt more peacefully joyously suicidal and like not even it wasn't even out of despair it was actually liberating and and energizing like oh i can just kill my i can just do it right now I, like if i had a gun and, and it would have been one flu moon i would have gone oh, let's see a pasta primavera do 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 therapy's just been off and on oh, 15 years now it's okay to be depressed sometimes. It's okay to just be gloomy. It is kind of funny that the one thing that makes you Ten. maybe more perceptive and maybe more funny also makes you a much more vulnerable and thus not as successful human being. 
So there you go. There's a little bit of uh, Patton Oswalt's documentary uh, out there. But um, Patton's always Patton's always an interesting cat, man. He's always he always has been. Uh, and I I love hearing about this stuff. I read his book. I read his book recently. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> his book is phenomenal. It's it's uh, it's kind of like uh, just a collection of essays. Mm-hmm. It's kind of talking about his life, but then also kind of talking about like really nerdy shit. Yeah, and it's uh, it's great. I I thought it was really great, and he just kind of bounces all over the place. But at the same time, I always loved his style of comedy because it's it's storytelling. If you were if you had ADD, like it's he <laughs> he he tells a very good story, paints a very good picture, and goes off in a direction sometimes that you're like, wow, I never would have went there. Like where like where does your mind go? Right, and then brings it all back, and it makes it. You know, his whole big thing about uh, learning how to paint, like watching Bob Ross and yeah. the other guy. And then, like, he starts talking about, you know, I shaved my wife's back with a rusty tuna can lid and, like, <laughs> like all this shit where you're just like, where do you come up with that? Like, that is a great fucking number of words that you threw in that sentence, you know? <laughs> um, so this is good because this kind of gives a little bit of an insight onto kind of his other side. And I think a little bit that he gives in, in the book as well. Um, and also, too, that you, that's kind of been revealed in some of his more serious roles, which is funny to say, but, you know. No, not at all. I mean, big he's... fan. You're talking about young adult. Um, you're seeing some of these roles where even he's in he's in uh, Justified. He's doing a story arc in Justified, which that's is great. Right. That's right. <clears throat> Apparently, he's on um, next week's episode. He comes back again. Um, he's been in like two episodes so far. Awesome. He's done an awesome job. Um And, yeah, you kind of get to see that, I guess, a little bit more in this in this documentary, right? Yeah. It's 11 minutes long, so it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a quick little glance into uh, the life of Patton. It's great. Um, question: What's yeah. the deal with this? Are they? Is he? Is he thinking about? Is he just kind of seeing what the reception is, and then maybe bring it, bring more of it? Or no, 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 no. Uh, as, <laughs> as he makes painfully clear. Yeah. In the uh, in the in the documentary, this w- was by no means his idea. Uh, this is part of a series uh, from. Uh, the people at Thrash Lab, I believe it's called. Okay. And uh, it's a series called Rituals, and they've done like Jeff Tweedy um, and and some other just, you know, like really interesting artist types. Uh, they did a, like a chef and a, a nightlife photographer. Oh, okay. All right. um, so it's, it's, it's part of a, it's part of a, of a larger series. A so series. Uh, okay. yeah, it's, it's, act, it's actually great. There's like, <laughs> there's parts where Patton Oswalt is like yelling at the, the filmmaker saying like, you know, you don't need this stuff. This is garbage. And, yeah, yeah. And that's, nah, it's, that's good. It's good. Cool. And then uh, we're moving on here to a little bit of dance. You're dancing with the stars news. Yeah, this is this is going to be a hoot, Michael. Two wonderful comedians, Andy Dick and D.L. Hughley, join Dancing with the Stars. Andy Dick once turned down the ABC show. Yeah. Weeknights, Wednesday nights on ABC. That's, all. <laughs> that's, the, that's the exclusive part that Laughspin has. He, yeah. uh, I interviewed him. When did I interview him? Oh, in October of 2011, I interviewed Andy Dick, yeah. and, and we were just talking about stuff, and he had said that he, he had once turned down Saturday Night Live, and uh, he said he regretted the decision, of course, and I said, well, would you ever, if they said to you right now, would you do it? And he said, of course I would do it, but you're talking to a guy that, if Dancing with the Stars uh, you know, called, I'd put on my, da- my tap shoes right now, and I said did they ever contact you? You're sort of perfect for Dancing with the Stars. And he said, yes, I turned them down too. So he turned them down <laughs> and in 2005. Wow. Uh, before the show became a, 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 a huge hit. So so it sounds like he kind of regretted it and got a second chance and yeah. rocked it again. And there he is. Um, it'll be, int- uh, I'm going to be, it's going to be fun to see what happens. I'm not going to watch the show. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say, but I am going to love seeing how he, I, I have a feeling he'll be let go quickly. Yeah. Well, the history of comedians uh, on the show is not, uh, is not a good one. Uh, Adam Carolla was on David Allen Greer. Um, who else? Uh, Margaret Cho. And there was one other person. Uh, Corolla, what'd you say? David Greer, Margaret Cho, Corolla. Oh, and Jeffrey Ross. Jeffrey Ross, yeah. So, yeah, and the best the best out of all of them was uh, Adam Corolla and David Greer, who finished in ninth place. 
Oof. out of and there's 14 out of 10 out of, <laughs> <laughs> out of 14 couples i believe it's 14 or 12 no no, no 12 i don't know it's yeah. not good is the point and then margaret cho finished uh 10th and uh yeah the, the point is no comedian has done better than ninth place i i thought more along the lines though of and andy dick has a tendency of blowing up his spot Oh, you think he's going to get, like, arrested? I think he's going to do something to make them kick him off early. Yeah. Like, not necessarily, like, you know, you know, pull his dick out or anything. Like, I think, I think he's going <laughs> to, well, maybe. Always possible. Yeah. I think it's more along the lines of he's going to say something or he's yeah. going to show up drunk or something or yeah. whatever. And it, that's, gonna, that's what's going to cost him. Um, or he's just going to make the audience hate him yeah. on purpose. Like he, he has a tendency he, he, of blowing up his spot. That's very uh, interesting that you say on purpose because he is such a likable guy. Right. He's, he's actually a, a really likable guy, but like he, it's very easy to turn on him. Well, I know that's kind of his shtick too. Yeah. Like it's part character, part apathy. Am I right? I don't that? know if he's apathetic. You, you, I, well, you, I'm just saying you've met the guy. I, I couldn't I, tell I think from it's Adam. A, but... I think it's a self-destructive type of thing. Really? It, yeah. He's, what is he afraid to f- succeed? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I Jesus. I'm so like a lot of people I'm are psychoanalyzing like that. him. But no, no, no. But a lot I, of people are like that. I'm sure in his therapy sessions, they've they've talked about the fact. That, I mean, he because he does it all the time. You know, he gets yeah. he gets a little you know uh, heat behind him, and then you know something horrible happens. When I talked to him, he was. He was sober and he was happy, and I know he's he's relapsed, you know, once or twice since. Sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, because and you know all the things that you hear from other celebrities that have done it is like wow, it's really hard. Like you yeah. really got to commit and blah blah blah. And yeah, I, you know, I don't know, man. I I just want to. I kind of want to see how he exits. If he exits gracefully, I'll be, you know, I'll be impressed. Yeah. If he doesn't, it's kind of. I'm not gonna be mad, but I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, okay. Why are you gonna be mad about yeah. Dancing yeah. with the Stars? Yeah. Fuck. Um, I know what I was gonna say. Oh, it reminds me of what you say about how he kind of like blows his shit up and whatever, and yeah. like, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time to watch the director's commentary of, yeah, is is Old School. Yeah, it's it's fucking great. It's it's awesome. It just because it's the three stars and then the director. Um. Phillips, what's his name? Jay oh, Phillips. Todd, Todd, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Yeah. And uh, Todd Phillips tells a story about how, because you know, and Andy Dick was in that movie, and he wears that wig. He's got mm-hmm. that fucking like brown, like almost like with bangs wig or whatever. Yeah. He tells a story about how while they were shooting, Andy Dick insisted on wearing the wig. He wanted him to wear the wig. <laughs> Todd Phillips was like, "Dude, it looks stupid. I I don't like it. Like you should take it off." Insisted was being a pain in the ass about it like i i will wear this wig or i'm not doing this blah blah blah, blah whatever so finally he conceded and said all right fine Andy, you get to wear the wig during the premiere Andy dick goes up to todd phillips and says after the show was over he goes up to todd phillips and he goes why would you make me wear that wig <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so you know again it's like one of those things where you just kind of expect it and just go all right you know you kind of just laugh at it and move on you know oh my God. <laughs> so uh, that was one of the things but that if you ever get a chance watch that movie the director's commentary it's fucking funny as hell all right uh more audio um unfortunately again we're not going to have uh you're, you guys aren't going to have audio to this but i will give you the link we're going to i'm going to give it to you right now um mitch fatal yeah who uh who's an awesome comedian uh one that i've also had the pleasure of uh interviewing uh on my other podcast masters of none um, and his wife. His wife was mm-hmm. was in the passenger seat as they were in, stopped at a shop right on the side of the road or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we got to we got to talk to both of them. Uh, we got some audio from him. What you want to set this one up? Yeah, he's got a new album coming out uh, again. Exclusive audio for you guys before the album comes out. Cool. Public. It's called Public Displays of Perversion. Uh, it's coming out March twelfth, and there's an animated video of this track on LaughSpin.com. And uh, we're gonna play the audio for you now. I get recognized everywhere I go now. It's so cool. I was walking in the club before, and this girl freaked out. She's like, oh, my God, I saw you on TV. I was like, oh, my God, I can have sex. 
Because I get happy when I'm having sex. Some guys, when they have sex, they get violent. He's like, you take it in the ass, bitch. <laughs> Not me. I get very happy when I'm having sex. I'm always like, thank you very much, miss. Your vagina has done a swimmingly good job. You definitely get a free Mitch Fatel CD when we're done. <laughs> Sometimes girls can have sex with you, though, because they get their periods. And that makes me sad. I get down in the dumps. I was with this girl once. She was on her period. She's like, I don't care if you don't care. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> and after five minutes, I was like, I think I'm starting to care a little. Are you going to reimburse me for my comforter? <laughs> Pretty sure my homeowner's insurance doesn't cover that. <sighs> Guess I can't call my cat Snowball anymore. <laughs> Here, candy cane. Here, candy cane. <laughs> yes, you're a festive little pussy, aren't you? You're ready for Christmas. <laughs> All right, sorry. There you have it, Mitch Fatel. Yeah, cool. And a uh, new album coming out for him, too? Yeah, March 12th. Yeah. Display, public displays of perversion. He's, uh, he's a very cool comedian. I know some people have to kind of get used to his delivery. Yeah. But, uh, but, I, actually, but I actually like it. I, I think it's, I, it works. If you, if you hang in there, you know, a lot of people kind of bail early. Yeah. But if you hang in there, his, uh, I, I enjoy his comedy. Uh, all right. Uh, Conan O'Brien, science comedian Pete Holmes, to host his own show yeah. on TBS. Uh, Conan... Wielding around the power stick there over at uh, the Turner Broadcasting Station. Yeah. And uh, saying that, Pete Holmes, you you have been touched, sir. You have your own show now. <laughs> touched. You have been touched. You've been touched by my freckly power stick. <laughs> ooh, ooh, weird. <laughs> uh, so now he is, uh, he's getting everything getting going here with the, what with what is it? Is the... Yeah, he, it's a, um, <clears throat> it's going to be a half hour talk show. Yes. And they're doing a four week run of it that doesn't, it doesn't have a title yet. When they did, you know, pilot uh, episodes, it was called the Midnight Show with Pete Holmes. Right. I don't know what it's going to be called uh, now, but it's going to air directly after Conan. Right after Conan, yep. And uh, it's going to go for four weeks. I'm guessing it's kind of like a like a trial run. See how see how people like it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be you know uh, he's he's going to have guests. He's, there's going to be comedy sketches uh, and uh, you know short films and field pieces and live comedy as well. I'm assuming stand up comedy. Um, so yeah, I mean Pete Holmes is the type of guy like comics love him, comedy nerds love him. He's got a very popular uh, podcast. Uh, called you made it weird oh yes that's right yeah so I knew, I knew that name from somewhere he's i mean he's just tearing uh, it up i i can't imagine that this show is not going to be a success he is such like a likable guy mm. he's he has the ability to be extremely funny in a very smart way mm -hmm. and still appeal to a massive audience cool um, so I, congrats to him. Way to go, Pete. Way to go, Pete. Um, let me ask you a question because maybe, you know, off, off the top of your head, if not, don't worry about it. How is Conan doing? I don't, that's a really good question. I don't, I don't know. He, he was always hovering around like a million viewers, a, a, uh, you know, a, yeah. a night. Because I DVR it and I watch it when I can. Yeah. Um, you know, we have so much stuff that we got to catch up on usually, but porn i know a lot yes i know a lot of stuff is goes viral they they throw a lot of stuff on they do a lot of internet shit and the clips are online you know all over the place but i'm i'm always interested to know how you know what was this little gamble of his to go to tbs did it pay off at least in his eyes or in the in the bottom line of audience and ratings and all that shit. yeah i mean i don't i don't know i think uh, i mean he's certainly not uh, seen by as many people as he once was. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's I, I honestly don't know. I, I think he's doing like a million or two million a night. It's, 
uh, you know, it's nothing compared to, you know, what, you know, obviously Letterman and Leno and now Kimmel uh, is doing. But I mean, I think for him, uh, it's a success, mm. you know, like shows like Community and Parks and Rec. Uh, like you said, they do have like team. If you go to teamcoco.com, it's like it's huge. It's great. Yeah. I mean, so many, there's like so many web exclusives mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, they, they have like these like mini like web series and, you know, they've, um, they figured out a way to, uh, you know, make, make the show work. I think they've, another thing they've managed to do, <clears throat> I know Fallon does a lot, does this a lot too. But one thing that they've also managed to do is they've also managed to remain young when it yeah. comes to their demographic. Yeah. They kind of, you know, like I said, they do a lot of the web stuff. They have that running series where he like tries out new video games for the first time and just Yeah. And it's just completely clueless about it. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is fucking hysterical. I love yeah. I love watching that. And like, you know, the the little bit that he does about like his own web show. Right, where he does it from his like from his Mac computer actually, and, like in the in the fucking in the studio. And right, it, that's that's always that that kind of shit's always funny. So he's actually kind of been able to remain hip and young because I think the people around him know that they have to do that. The the, the newer writers that he's brought in since he's been to TBS, he's kind of they've kind of geared that way. And Fallon's people, he just he's constantly. I think he's the best at it, honestly. But yeah. Um, Kimmel too though. Kimmel's good. Kimmel's really good, but I think Fallon like Fallon embraces it completely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um so it's it's cool. And uh Well, I mean, we're uh we do you want we have a couple of little extra things that we want to talk about. No, that's all right. Okay. We're we're good. Okay. Right, you guys are good. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh we can we can get out of here. We can get out of here. You can give the plugs since we do it on the top. Guys, thank you so much for for tuning in if you're tuning in live especially. Thanks a lot. It means it means a lot to Mike and I. Mm -hmm. Um we do this every week. Uh, you could find us uh, if you. We have a SoundCloud page. There's we've just broke our 10,000 follower barrier. There's 10,000 listeners. That's awesome on SoundCloud. So thanks to SoundCloud.com. Uh, to the folks at AllThingsComedy.com, which is our podcast network. Uh, also involved in that is uh, people like Eddie Pepitone and Tom Papa and Bill Burr and Ari Shafir and Al Madrigal and Jackie Cation. And that's all I could think of off the top of my head. And our stupid faces. And our stupid faces, the Laugh Spin <laughs> Podcast. So go go and support allthingscomedy.com uh, for sure. Uh, we're on Twitter at LaughSpinCom. And uh, we're on Facebook. And uh, if you wanted to drop me an email, by all means, do so. I'm at Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at LaughSpin.com. Cool. And uh, speaking of SoundCloud, um, I was talking before we did we did Mitch Fate. I my other podcast, Masters of None, we did a Mitch Fatel interview. We've done uh, a lot of really cool interviews with some people that uh, might be of interest to our Laugh Spin listeners. I would uh, urge you to please check on over to SoundCloud Masters of None as well because we have some good stuff there. And uh, yeah, you can find me there, mastersofnone.com, and email me if you'd like to at Mike at mastersofnone.com. All right, we will see you next week, Laugh Spin Podcast. See ya.